You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Bashing. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is animal expert... Barry Siebold. Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone and give us a call, and we want to talk with you about your pets. The show is produced by executive producer Mr. Bob Page. Hi, sir. How are you? What's up, Bobby? Lovely day. And also, Matt at Business Talk Radio Network. So when you call in, Matt will put you on the air with us, and we'll talk about your pets. We may have a special guest joining us this hour. Hopefully, uh, if we contact him, his name is Mr. Kurt Reinhardt. He is one of the authors of Behavior of North American Mammals. So we'll be talking about North American Mammals and giving away a couple of his books, hopefully. But also joining us at the bottom of the hour in about 30 minutes will be Dan Morrison. He is the Executive Director of Southeast Area Animal Control Authority. And we're going to be talking about puppy mills and the do's and don'ts of not selling puppies in pet stores. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Siebel. 866-606-TALK. The show is brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, Earth-Friendly Natural Pet, and Nutrix. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm uh, Barry Siebel. Uh, we're trying to track down Kurt Reinhardt, and he's the author, actually, of Behavior of North American Mammals, so hopefully we'll get a hold of him and talk about his book a little bit. But, Barry, how's your week been? Pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. Can't complain. So, well, we can always complain, just nobody listens. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's your chihuahua doing? She's doing good. How old is she? She is seven. Seven years old? Yeah. Does she shake? She, she's a chihuahua. She Rattle and roll? She always shakes. They're cool dogs. Especially I mean, do you right recommend now, them as a pet? Uh, well, it, it kind of depends. You know, they are high maintenance. <laughs> At least she is, anyway. Well, and any dog kind of is, uh, is high maintenance. You know, yeah, I, She's a little bit more high maintenance. But I think, though, like when people are going out and they're saying, well, I'm going to get a pet, I want to have a pet in my life, I mean, you really kind of think cat or dog, first off the bat, I think most people do, before fish or guinea pig or something of that type. So you think cat or dog, and then when you're thinking dog, it's like, hmm, okay, well, that's more responsibility than a cat. Yep. Because you really, with a dog, you have to walk them, of course, feed them, uh, you got to take them out to their potty spot, 
Um, so even like if you go out of town, you have to have somebody that can come in and take care of them. Exactly. Or board them or, you know, find somebody to take them or come stay at your house or whatever. With cats, actually, for the most part, you got their litter box. And the electric ones are cool because they clean themselves. Yes. And then um, you, you've got that. You put down their food. You got enough food for them. They're good for a day or two, you know, on their own. Pretty much, yeah. So, I mean, they're pretty self-sufficient. More so than a dog. Oh, yeah. Very much more so. But, I mean, do you think... I would imagine it is much tougher when you have a bigger dog versus, like, a little chihuahua, though. Yeah? No? Bigger poop. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the hardest thing I had with, with April, the chihuahua, was actually housebreaking her. What's her name? April. April? Mm-hmm. All right. Why April? Uh, I didn't name her. Yeah, okay. She was an adoptee? Yeah. Okay. Rescue? Shelter? Um, actually, she was um, found in a dumpster. Really? Yeah, behind the animal hospital. Well, somebody just dumped dumped her in there. Threw her in the dumpster. Yep, that's how I, how I've got the her and my collie. Collie was left on our doorstep in a box. Wow. How and old was she when she was a puppy? Uh, April. Oh, she was tiny. I mean, she was she was a baby. She was probably only well, she only weighed a one and a half pounds. So you gotta think. What what are people thinking? Why would they do something like that? Was there anything wrong with her at that age that you can tell? I, I mean, no. I mean, she was covered in ants and you know she had ant bites all over her and that but i mean she didn't seem like there anything was wrong with her at all wow you gotta wonder about the mentality but she's made up for it now she's you know sits in my lap all day long and rules the roost barks for her for her scooby snack as she got older though i mean if she was that young you know puppies need to be socialized with the mother usually to what how many weeks of age? Oh, at least, usually it's eight weeks. I mean, mom usually, you know, will kind of start weaning them around four, but, uh, you know, give or take. But well, how did you do that, though? I mean, because if she was under eight weeks of age when you when you found her in the dumpster, I and mean, you still have to teach her, right? Right from wrong, kind of like what mom does? Yeah. I mean, the, the hardest part with her was trying to get her to eat solid food, but I just kind of, you know, mixed, made it look like a a gruel, and she more or less walked in it until she finally got some in her mouth and was like, oh, wait, this tastes pretty good. That was really difficult to actually teach her to eat? Yeah, well, yeah, because she wanted, you know, she was still supposed to be nursing, so I actually had to nurse her for a little while. And Did that hurt? <laughs> okay, I didn't have to nurse her, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so what do you, when you when you're actually got a puppy like that that doesn't have the mom, what do you is there like a formula for puppies? Like yeah. kind of like a baby? Yep, there's replacement formula like they have for for human babies. So you just mix that together and mix it with how water. often did you have to give it to her? Oh, she, since she was so tiny, she got um, pretty much every hour. She got whatever she wanted. Really? Mm-hmm. But I didn't do that very long. A couple nights of having to get up every couple hours to feed her. I was like, okay, you're going to learn how to eat, and you're going to learn how to quick, how to do that really quick. So you got her on a schedule? Yeah. So, I mean, well, what, I mean, when they eat that much, they're going to be pooping a lot more, of course. Oh, well, yeah, but, you know, it's a chihuahua, so. <laughs> so where do you take it from the point where you were feeding her this formula? You got her used to it. You got her socialized to a degree, you know, because of the feeding time and getting her around other people, I would imagine, and stuff well, yeah. like that, right? Well, she came, she came to work with me every day, so... Well, that socialized her quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, and I would give her actually to, you know, clients. You know, I would take her, it, literally she sat, I sat in my pocket, and when I'd go into her room, I'd say, here, play with her. You know, because you know how little dogs can be kind of skittish around new people, and I did not want that at all. So I made sure a lot of people played with her 
It's weird because I had heard um, from actually one of the authors that came on the show at one time where, you know, everybody thought when you're out walking your dog and one dog walks up to the other dog and starts sniffing the butt and people would say, get away from there, you know, and pull them away. But that's like a no-no. You're actually supposed to let them do it because, like, for us, you and I, if we met on the street, we shake hands or hug or whatever and say, hey, Barry, how you doing? Where as a dog walks up to another dog and sniffs his behind, that's like a greeting. That's like saying, I know who you are. So isn't that kind of, I mean, it's a, I had heard that it's a bad thing to stop that. I have not heard that, so I can't really comment on that one. I, I believe it, though, because that's how they identify. That's oh, how yeah, a dog I mean, knows. I mean, they could tell where that dog was at and what it was doing just by <laughs> sniffing that behind. <laughs> I want to see that done in the bars with people. Excuse uh, me. <laughs> I actually tend to not let Albert get up in there and get too far. Just because if it's a strange dog, I don't know what kind of parasites that dog might have. Just for the people that are tuning in, they know that Albert is not your son and Albert is actually your dog. Yeah, Albert's my blind doggy. We love him to death. He's like seven. Um, but yeah, I I will let him get a little sniff, but not like some dogs will get right up in there. No, I don't. Think, because, and then Albert kind of gets in our face a little and I don't want his... No. <laughs> no. Not allowed. No. Yeah, well, I mean, that's going to happen anytime. The same thing with my cats. The cats clean themselves. And, you know, if they have a poopy explosion in the litter box, I mean, you know, a cat likes to groom constantly. So, you know, they've always got that tongue someplace where you don't want to believe that it's there. But then they lick you, and then they give you a kiss. So how bad is that for the human skin after, you know, an animal actually goes and does something like that? You know, like here, I, you know, I'm going to lick my butt, and then I'm going to give you a kiss. I mean, that's a little... I, I, I'm just going to let you just go ahead and even think about that. <laughs> but I'm saying, though, with animals, but we don't think twice about it, though. Oh, yeah, no. Most don't. people don't with dogs and cats. I mean. But now that you've said that, everyone. Now people are thinking about there's it. There's a whole bunch of people tuning in, listening, going, yeah, get away from me now. <laughs> That's why you got to get like, something like Scope or Listerine or something like that for your pets. <laughs> I actually have Gurgle something before like that. you're going to lick me. Nice. Show them how it's done on the, on the uh, web, Bobby. If you go to our. Uh, our uh, website, you can go to TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. You can watch us live on the uh, webcam, so just click on Watch Live, and you can watch us. Just give us a call at 866-606-TALK. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Seawold. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Yeah. Buster. You're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition. I guarantee it. Petco. Where healthy pets go. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco and get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off hundreds of items at Petco. PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright backings for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Back, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Back today. Dyson. Music to your ears. 
Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And you know, as a human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another day of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Lucy, a therapy dog from South Jersey, is quite the handful. Actually, she's about half a handful, and the three-year-old mini Yorkshire Terrier is a newly crowned world's smallest working dog by the Guinness Book of World Records. We'll talk about Snooze Brief, I'm Bob Page. Just six inches long, 5.7 inches high, and 2.5 fluffy pounds. That's right, just two and a half pounds. Lucy was unfazed by the huge honor and the heightened attention as she snatched the title away from a 6.6-pound dog in Japan. Homeless and out of work two years ago, Lucy now works as a therapy dog through the program Leashes of Love, visiting hospitals, nursing homes, and special schools, often in dog dresses and bonnets. Not every dog is cut out for the employment or certification as a therapy dog. She had to be trained to sit for long periods, lay for long periods, and not be flustered when there's wheelchairs and walkers all around, and she also had to be able to walk and be non-aggressive. But it's not all work for Lucy, according to Lucy's Facebook fan page. Her many interests include food, chasing cats who are ten times her size, cuddling by the fire, and twirling for treats. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Bob Page. The big stuff. Who do you think you are? It's the big stuff. You're never gonna get my love. Now because you wear. And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Siebold. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. Well, Barry, I guess we're going to push aside the behavior of North American mammals for this hour because uh, we can't get a hold of Kurt Reinhardt. So hopefully we will on another date. So this book goes off to the side. Hopefully he's okay and nothing happened. But it's a cool book, by the way, and I was really looking forward to getting into it. The book, that is. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. But we will have Dan Morrison joining us, and he's with um, SEAACA. In case you want to know what that is, that's uh, the Executive Director of Southeast Area Animal Control Authority. And we're going to be talking with him about uh, basically a conference they just had on the West Coast. And what it is is trying to stop um, these pet stores from selling dogs and cats and maybe trying to get relationships with their local shelters that people can basically purchase a dog from the shelter um, instead of actually getting these puppy mills to keep pumping out these dogs. You know, I had the conversation with a friend of mine last night over a drink, and we were talking, and I said, how's Bonnie? And Bonnie is his beagle. 
Bonnie the Beagle. Bonnie the Beagle, which he shares with his ex. And it was a divorce kind of thing. So one week his, one week, you know, hers. And so then all of a sudden, then, uh, you know, we're discussing it. And I said, so, you know, how's Bonnie doing? He's like, Bonnie's doing really well. And, and then he was, uh, you know, I was talking about different things. And, you know, I talked about Nutrix, for instance, because Bonnie seems to be a hyper dog. And it's eight, Bonnie's eight years old. And Nutrix is good for, you know, doggy dementia and stuff. And so I said, you know, you want to try a bottle of Nutrix for Bonnie. And, you know, it's been proven to work really well, of course. And yada, yada. And um, so... All of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I definitely would try a bottle. If it would calm her down and relax her more, make her more comfortable. And um, so we're discussing that. And I said, where would you get Bonnie from, by the way? And he was like, a pet store. I practically almost slapped him across <laughs> the face. I was going to say, did you jump over the table? <laughs> it was like, what were you thinking? He's, and he knew. And he goes, I know Puppy Mill. And I said, yeah, so why did you purchase Bonnie for probably a thousand dollars at the pet store. Probably didn't know any no, better. You know what he said? He said, because I couldn't not look at at her eyes and sitting in her own poop in the pet store and not bring her home to a good home. And I thought and I said to him, I said, you know, that's the thing. People walk into pet stores, they make them look so fluffy and so cute and you want to bring them home because they look so adorable. But it's just like that whole process where, you it's know a vicious cycle. Right. You purchase Bonnie, you bring Bonnie home, but then that means an open space for another one to pump mm-hmm. into that cage. Through, through the law the of supply mills. and demand. So we're going to find out a lot about puppy mills and, and why people shouldn't obtain, actually, from you know pet stores. Not a good thing, because uh, they do have a lot of behavioral and medical problems, of course, You know when you get them from there. But you know when, you, when we were talking about your dog, April, when you got her from, you know, a dumpster. From the dumpster. <laughs> that sounds like, oh, where'd you get your dog? I know, that sounds horrible. I got but... my dog from a dumpster. Um, so how much did she cost? Uh, <laughs> let's see, a couple of cookies and a can of, uh, empty can of soda. But no, um, but when you got her from there, I mean, you said that she was actually doing pretty well as she grew up. She didn't have a lot of behavioral problems, no. right? I mean, she's mm-hmm. been pretty good. Yeah, she's been great. So, I mean, do you think that it has to do a lot with the personality of the dog and the certain... Because it's weird because, like, for instance, my cats, same litter. They were dumped off at a shelter. Um, I adopted Rainy, and I adopted Snowy, and Snowy's the brother. Rainy is the sweetest little diva you'd ever meet in your life. (laughs) Snowy, unless for some reason he gets a liking to you, he will hiss at you like Stephen King's child, (laughs) and he won't bite you or scratch you, but he'll let it known you come near me. You know, he uses that whole vocal force. He doesn't use the physical. He'll run before he'll do anything to anybody. Right, Bobby? I don't think he's ever scratched anybody or anything. But, yeah, he will definitely, like, I do not like this. Get away from me. I don't want you near me. Leave me alone. (laughs) 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 But it's weird, too, because do you think that, that... I mean, I always think that animals have a good perception of human personalities. Yeah. And, I, for instance, <clears throat> a friend of mine from Miami was up for a week, and my friend Dusty was here, and stayed with me for a week, came over to the cat, cuddled the cat, pet the cat, never a hiss, never a run, just very comforted. But then, like, somebody else would come in, like, for instance, my, my friend April, her little girl Haley, six years old, even came close to the cat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's just the cat. That's all they had to do is catch eyes. (laughs) Get away from me, kid. But that's true, too, is that, you know, you notice a lot of times, and a good friend of mine, uh, Tippi Hedren, like, she won't allow um, kids on her preserve with lions and tigers. Because that's lunch. <laughs> exactly. The lions and tigers look at kids in a different way than they do adults. Uh-huh. But do your I think domestic any, cats any, do that, too? I think every animal looks at it. Because kids are different. They, you know, they, they, they're they smaller. But they their actions are quicker and more And they smell like food and poop. Yeah, pretty much. What is the little alien coming up to me? Get away, you little child. Get away. We're like you or I were to, you know, go up to a strange dog and we do it very slow. You know, they're just like, Papi, you know, and they're running after it. And well, that's why with bites, for instance, you like um, adults usually have them like on the hands, whereas children a lot of times will get bit by animals on the face Yeah, because they don't know any better and they just go straight down. You know, they just kiss me. Yeah, kiss me. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. It's like grandma comes over to the house, you know, and she would grab your uh-huh. cheeks. Oh, you're so cute. And, <laughs> and so here's the child, like, you know, wanting to make out with this animal. <laughs> and the animal's like, get your paws off of me. Get away from me, child. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing where it comes in where the parents got to use that whole process and say, you know, Haley, don't go near the cat. And then you get, but why, Mommy? Because the cat will claw your eyes out. <laughs> right. Scratch your eyes out. It's a learning process. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. That's the number to call. you got a medical question or a behavior question. But we're going to bring on Dan Morrison coming out of this break, Executive Director of Southeast Area Animal Control Authority. He's with the SEAACA. That's what that stands for. We're going to talk about a conference that was called Let's Stop the Puppy Mills. So coming up, that's uh, Dan Morrison. Stay tuned. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Siebel. 866-606-8255. This is Talking Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart and save up to 30% on toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart today. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. 
Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, here's your host, John Patch. Out of Portland, Oregon, three falcons are making hundreds of seagulls nervous at Metro Central Transfer Station for the city's garbage. Uh, Airstrike Bird Control, a California falconry uh, business, was hired after hundreds of gulls descended to feed on food scraps, which are more abundant since the city's home food composting service began. The gulls are a problem because they scatter garbage and foul equipment and uh, also buildings and cars with their droppings. Barry. In Anchorage, Alaska, a former Alaska governor and former state wildlife biologists are lining up to oppose present and proposed policies that allow the snaring and killing of bears, including grizzlies. Former Governor Tony Knowles said he will submit testimony to the Alaska Board of Game, which sets seasons, bag limits, and methods for hunting in the state. So Barry, if you're being chased by a grizzly in Anchorage, Alaska, what do you do? Um... I'm not going to say run, because I know you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, the weird part is you're supposed is to drop. Like, is like, I, for some reason, I want to say, like, stop, drop, and roll, but, yeah. you know, that's fire. But Well, close. I Same mean, difference. you're supposed to stop and drop and play dead and cover your head kind of with your hands. But okay. well, meanwhile, if I'm, if he's going to come up, up in and, Alaska and sniff you. That's I'll a little that. hard. Yeah. I mean, you see this big thing coming at you. The first thing you want to do is climb a tree or run. Run, right. But, well, you're not supposed to. Out of Logan, Utah, two bulls that stormed through a fence stopped traffic led police officers on a chase. Now, Assistant Police Chief Jeff Curtis said the bull's owner was trying to feed them when they burst through a fence and started running through town. Police contained the bulls in a feed yard. I think I'd rather be chased by a bull than chased by a grizzly. Yes. In Hutchinson, Kansas, the Kansas State Fair will conduct DNA testing to ensure that the owners of animals competing in show rings aren't trying to rig contests. Hair follicles taken from beef cattle, sheep, meat goats, and swine months before the competition will provide genetic material to verify that the animals nominated by their owners are the ones competing. Really? <laughs> really? We have They're to do DNA like testing on fair animals now? <laughs> are you who you say you are? And not only that, it's like, are you on steroids, piggy? <laughs> This is not the pig that's in our database. I wonder about Miss Piggy sometimes. She does look a little buff. Hey. Need to do some hair testing on her. (laughs) 866-606-TALK. Don't forget, check us out live on the uh, webcam at TalkinPets.com. T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. And join us on Facebook and Twitter. This is Talkin' Pets. Bobby, I gotta ask you, what year did this song come out? Uh, 
it's probably in the 50s at some point. But when I was a kid, maybe six, seven, eight years old, I had this as a 45, a record, kids. Mm-hmm. I think I did too. And What's I played it so much, like over and over. I and think every kid over. probably did at that time. And at that time, it had a whole other meaning than what it means now. Because you walk by back in the 50s and you're like, oh, puppy, cute puppy. Now you walk by and go, oh, puppy mill, puppy mill. Exactly. <laughs> Well, we want to welcome on to the program, of course, uh, Dan Morrison. He's the Executive Director of Southeast Area Animal Control Authority. That's S-E-A-A-C-A. Uh, we're going to find out a little bit about that company, but want to welcome on right now Mr. Dan Morrison. Hey, Dan. Thank you, John. Nice to have you on the show with us. I want to introduce you to Barry Siebold. Hello. Hi, Barry. Now, we got questions for you. Now, I understand. Well, first of all, can you inform America what, uh, who does not know anything about S-E-A-A-C-A, exactly what that is? Well, SEAC is an animal control, public animal control agency that serves uh, 14 cities in the southeast portion of Los Angeles, down in Norwalk, Pete Rivera, and around that uh, geographical area. Now, so I we know. Provide, we provide animal control, pickup of animals on the streets, and adoption programs, spay neuter programs, and similar to what your SPCAs and Humane Societies do for other areas. Well, it's a great organization, and I know I've posted uh, several of your press releases on my website, so people can yeah, always read on you. there, too. Thank you. But <clears throat> the one that. thing that I saw come across was that in Los Angeles area, you guys had a press conference on, um, you know, basically in the wake of increasing public awareness, protests, and city ordinances prohibiting the sale of commercially bred or puppy mill puppies. Uh, local mm-hmm. area pet stores are working with Pet Connections Incorporated to convert from selling co- commercially bred puppies to offering only dogs, puppies, cats, and kittens from local area shelters. I've got a really interesting question for you, only because, okay. um, first of all, before I get to my question, just to let people know, based on what I just read here from your press release, you're an organization that's trying to prohibit dog and cat sales in pet stores because those dogs, and, well, dogs basically, are coming from puppy mills. That's correct. So you want actually to work more with the shelters that people can adopt these animals from shelters. Well, actually, John, what it's doing is creating a new uh, marketing um, group for us that wouldn't come to shelters. So if you can pick up the folks that would normally go to a pet shop by delivering uh, sheltered animals to a pet shop, then they they can purchase that pet the way they choose to, but uh, they're helping us out in our uh, you know goal of, of placing adoptable animals to the to the public instead of instead of having pet shops ordering dogs from a puppy mill, they can get them delivered directly from PCI pet connections and uh, and are doing uh, good for the the world instead of <laughs> um, what we would consider um, not so good. Now, it's interesting because um, a friend of mine in the area that I live in owns a pet store. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to work out an arrangement, and I was so proud of him. Um, he was trying to work out an arrangement that he would actually obtain from the local shelter a bunch of dogs that he would right. be able to, to, to like, be, basically, I guess, sell or whatever. I mean, not really so much yeah. sell, but, I mean, people can adopt through Display. his pet. Right. Well, adopt through his okay. pet store. And it, he got into a lot of red tape with the shelters, which I was kind oh, well, of surprised to hear. Well, that that happens often in government agencies, the larger agencies. They do get hung up in red tape. I'm a government agency, but I just don't uh, tell my board everything I'm doing. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just get out there and do the right thing. Yes, we're yeah. a governmental entity. But, Welcome to America. 
well, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> but if I didn't have the run of things, I wouldn't be working for them. Um, um, so it's it's considerably different for larger organizations like the County of Los Angeles or the City of Los Angeles, where they have to go through legal and all the red tape and bureaucracy to get something accomplished. So ours is pretty slick. It's it's if you if you qualify, if you sign your agreements with us, and uh, you just tell us how many you want, what day you want them, and uh, they'll show up on your doorstep. So. It's a it's a pretty uh, incredible program, actually. So we're just kicking it off and hoping for the best. Now, you you work you said with Pet Connections Incorporated. Just so people know, can you give a little more brief description of what they are? Well, at the age of sixty five, I could retire, uh, but instead, I decided with uh, another friend of mine, Mar- uh, Marlene Walsh, back on the East Midwest that uh, we had nothing better to do but to start a nonprofit corporation to handle this issue about uh, uh, the sale of, of uh, dogs in pet shops and uh, the fact of trying to stem the, the total number of overpopulation, uh, the overpopulation of dogs and cats in the, in the country. And uh, this is our method for doing it. Uh, we created uh, PCI as a nonprofit. And uh, we tip, we work with the assistance of, uh, say, the ASPCA and other organizations, and, and like mine, um, to build this network that will help stem that number of uh, of uh, stray animals that end up in our shelters. So, well, yeah, ama- I, just, I, I didn't need one one job; I needed two. It's amazing, actually, the vicious cycle that's out there because. You've got like you know no kill shelters basically where they won't take any more animals because they have the ones that are going to live their life right. out there until they get adopted, which yeah. means that those animals have to go someplace because they can't get into those shelters. So right. there there are so many animals that just are in need of homes, but then you have these people like and I, I come from Amish country actually up in mm-hmm. up in the Poconos the Northeast and the mm-hmm. and I didn't even know this actually until years a couple of years ago that the Amish people are big puppy mill. Producers, yeah. and um, it's just it's a shame because by people adopting these animals from pet stores, it just means that more and more of them are going to keep coming in. Right, right. So how do you and stop that? How do you stop that 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 average Joe going into a pet store and seeing that puppy sitting there in a cage and going, "I got to bring him home." Well, you mean the pedigreed animal, and not the the the, uh, the puppy mill animal, and not the sheltered animal. I hope. Because we're putting our animals in those shelters, in those pet shops, with the intent of the average Joe taking it home. And uh, there's a big, there, there's just a big outcry for people adopting sheltered animals now. So it's almost fashionable. So we're just jumping on the bandwagon. We're we're spearheading it. And uh, like with BarkWorks, that's converting their stores. Uh, we've worked with them closely for the last four to six months on a conversion plan. So. Um, not only is the uh, legislature, legislators trying to outlaw the sale of puppies in malls and that sort of thing, like the city of Los Angeles and so on, um, we want to assist the pet shops in converting so that they can still, we can still have access to the public through their retail store to place our sheltered animals that aren't going to get placed. So it works out for both of us. Um, you know, the, the pet shop ends up uh, staying in business, they aren't going to be picketed. They aren't going to be harassed, and they're doing the right thing. And I'm—that's uh, what our push is to to get that uh, uh, total number of pet stores up, 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 and and of course the program is 
is one that can be transported anywhere in the United States. So we hope to make a, a, a national move uh, next summer and convince other areas to do the same thing. Well, we got the jump on you on that one So um, by getting you on the air, but if people want to learn how to do that, can they visit your website and kind of pick your brain on it? Sure. Yeah, they can. Uh, it, the uh, Pet Connections website is www.pet-connections.org. And uh, don't forget the dash. You'll get some other Pet Connections outfit that I don't even know what it is. So. Right. I know that's um, kind of the same thing with important. mine. If, if you put the G on the end of my talking pets, uh, you know, you end up someplace else, so it's actually it. no G. So it's the way of the web, I guess. But it's yeah. www.pet-connections.org, and that right. will take you right to your site. Yes, it will. Sounds good. Yep. Well, you know, I applaud what you're doing with all this, and, and, and you know, congratulations on, you know, tr you. on trying to make this program go. When I saw it and I saw the press release come on, I thought I definitely wanted to talk to you and see what you were right. all about. So. Great, yes. You know, good luck yeah, we with have it. Thanks. We have multiple uh, different programs, too. We have the Big Meow, which is spaying and neutering free, um, free-roaming owned cats. People that own cats, they allow to go outside. They can bring them to or call and make an appointment to have a free spay and neuter. So uh, we don't try to try to uh, rule over the, the pet owner and keep your cat inside. But what we do is offer free spay and neuter. So if it does go outside, hmm. okay. Can you can so, you hold on with me for a little sure, bit over the break? Sure. You, you also mm -hmm. have um, the pet transport program, sure. The Big mm -hmm. Meow, the uh, Rescue Registry, One in a Million Project, and the uh, Pet Corp Communities. So right. um, I want to ask you a little bit briefly about those. So don't go away. We'll okay. be right back. All right. We're speaking with Dan Morrison. He's the executive director of Southeast Area Animal Control Authority. That's uh, how do you say, Barry? Sika, Sika, uh, S E A A C A. And of course, their website is www.pet hyphenconnections.org so you can check it out. Hey, give us a call. Don't forget uh, 866-606-TALK 866-606-8255 is the number. Go to our website, talkinpets.com no G in the talking, and you can click on Watch Live. You can watch us live on the web. You can chat with us on there as well, but join us on Facebook and Twitter. Again, this is Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website petliferadio.com. Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are I love my pets. The new single by Mark Winter. Available in iTunes. Hi, this is Ken Jones from the Prince of Ponds podcast. The frogs are shaking the shakers, the turtles are hitting the slapsticks, and the koi are blowing the trumpets. It's party time here at Prince of Ponds. Out under the swaying palm trees, the pond fairies are kicking up their heels and spinning in delight in the twilight. 
Here on Pet Life Radio, it's time to celebrate the magic of ponds, waterfalls, fountains, and water gardens at the Prince of Ponds podcast. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> never tells me that he's sick of this house He never says, why don't you get off that couch He don't cost me nothing when he wants to go out I want you to love me like my dog That opens up a whole can of worms. (laughs) (laughs) No, that opens up a whole can of peanut butter, but that's a different story. (laughs) What about melted chocolate? <laughs> bad chocolate is bad. Right, yes. okay. well, not, not white chocolate. Yeah, that's not, not chocolate, really chocolate. It's just candy. Yeah. 866 talk 866-606-8255. What, Barry? I need another job. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you use? <laughs> All right, back to the show. We actually did hear from uh, Kurt Reinhardt on behavior of North American mammals, and we're going to be speaking with him throughout the latter part of the show today, so hopefully you're in that hour. If you're not, sorry. (laughs) 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255 is our number to call. So we're open to your calls and questions, and we want to talk to you, of course, about your pets, but right now we're speaking with Mr. Dan Morrison. He's the Executive Director of Southeast Area Animal Control Authority, and that's SECA, S-E-A-A-C-A. Their website, if you want to check them out, is pet-connections.org. But you were just telling us, Dan, about the Big Meow. That's one of your other programs. What's the Pet Transport Program? Well, the transport program is the one that's delivering animals to other sheltering facilities that okay. need animals to place and the pet shops. So that's part of that uh, transition program okay. for pet stores. And the rescue registry? Regi- rescue registry. Uh, <laughs> rescue registry. It's kind of a tongue twister, <laughs> isn't it? Let's try saying that three times. Um, well, that's a program that's that's in development. It is actually be a national registry for uh, adoption partners, uh, rescues, that uh, place animals from facilities that are overcrowded. Um, they would be nationally uh, certified and and, uh, and meet criteria uh, for uh, being a participant in that program. So it's just to legitimize their services to us and also uh, allows everybody to stay in balance on that program. So that's what the registry is. This other program that you have, it almost seems like it would be like a poster child of Barry, one in a million project. Was <laughs> <laughs> that supposed to be in Joe? Unless this is a really bad project, yeah, I was me, trying me, to give you a good thing. Yeah, let me hear what the project is about first, and then I'll well, comment. <laughs> it's all about you. <laughs> um, then I love Barry. it. Then I love it's it. Barry's, Barry's world. All about Barry. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically what it is, it's a, it's a pledge that people can take by going on to PetConnections.org. And it's to sign up to pledge not to purchase uh, any farmed animals or puppy mill animals, uh, kitten mill, anything. Uh, and the pledge is basically that. You're, you're pledging not to purchase farmed animals, uh, manufactured animals for sale. And uh, we're looking for 
million signatures, and then we'll use that as our lobbying efforts to move forward with the program. See, Barry, it is about you because you know it is. you were told that you weren't supposed to be two hundred feet from farm animals. <laughs> <laughs> My ankle bracelet will go off if I get any closer. That's it. Ding 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 there ding are, ding. There are laws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one in a million project. That's what that one's called. Yeah. And this one, actually, the P, uh, the uh, P, the uh, pet core communities. What is that one all about? Well, all these programs feed into the pet core community concept. In other words, if if we're going to do something about the, the number of stray animals and, and surplus animals in the world, the community base, all the stakeholders in the community have to take part in it and recognize the fact that they're the ones causing the issue. Uh, we're there to assist them in curing it and. Uh, uh, by forming the pet court communities, you're involving uh, political uh, stakeholders, uh, city uh, officials, uh, every citizen in the community to foster uh, good care for their animals in that community. Um, and that's done through the assistance of, of all these programs that we're offering to the community. Well, once again, people can find out information about these, um, you know, groups as well as the organization itself, SICA, and you can go to pet-connections.org, pet-connections.org, that's the website, so check it out. Dan Morrison, thanks so much. Uh, for, do you have a question, Bobby? No, 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 real quick, I just posted the one in a million pledge to our Facebook and Twitter pages. Oh, awesome. So people can get Thank it you. there and sign it, and I'm signing it as I talk. Well, that you can sign it for all of us. We allow you. Except for Barry, he's not supposed to be near there. <laughs> You're exempt from sending out a contribution, Barry. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. Dan, thank, thanks for coming on the show. Well, and and you know, congratulations on these organizations. And, of course, uh, pet-connections.org. Check it out. Dan Morrison, Executive Director of Southeast Area Animal Control Authority. Thanks, Dan, and uh, appreciate thank it, you. and Happy New Year. Thank you, and you too. Take care. Goodbye. That's Dan Morrison, and once again, that is called the SICA uh, is the organization, and the website is pet-connections.org, and like Bobby said, you can check it out on our, he just posted it on our Facebook and Twitter. Bob, you were telling me earlier, actually, that we're at max on our um, Facebook account, so people are waiting to get onto it, but they can't because you can only get 5,000 on there, so they need to go onto our fan page, right? Yeah, correct. A lot of people find us on Facebook. They just search for Talking Pets, and you will find our friend page, and that's maxed out at 5,000 friends. That's not our choice. That's a Facebook thing. They'll only allow you to have 5,000 friends, and we're completely maxed out. I have 200-and-something people waiting as of this morning to be our friend, and I, I can't do it so we've created a little while ago the talking pets fan page which is facebook.com slash talking pets radio fans actually if you just go to our website talkingpets.com there's a link to facebook it'll take you right to that fan page like that page all of our content is there you can interact and talk and ask questions and do everything that's the best place to get a hold of us for social media. I also want to put out last week on the show we had um, we had the interview with Mike Bender and uh, Mike's you know a filmmaker and all in L.A. and he's got a, a book out there called Awkward Family Pet Photos. Really great book. It's you know um, extremely popular, of course, on the social network as well in bookstores and stuff. Well, he came on. We had three winners to Linda, actually Linda Nash, and then there was um, Ellis, I think, and I can't remember the third winner, but. If you guys won that book last week, call Matt or Zach, my producers, right now because they lost your addresses. So we can't ship that book out unless we get it. So if you guys won that book last week, Awkward Family Pet Photos, call right now at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255, and we'll get those books out to you from last week. So, again, uh, spay and neuter your pets, help control that pet population, of course. 
Don't purchase from your pet stores, your, your dogs. You want to make sure that you go to your local shelter or rescue group. From myself, John Patch, and Bad Barry. <laughs> I, I had to. That's it. I'm you going. Take it. I'm take leaving. It. I'm, take leaving. It. I'm done. Bye. Good seeing you. Barry Seabold. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you over there? Uh, I can't. Oh. Anyway, and Bob Page, we say goodbye for this hour of Talking Pets. <laughs> Check us out on the web at TalkingPets.com. I love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.